It doesn't matter what you're going through in life. I want you to know that God is still sitting on the throne. If we hang on to him and we call upon him, he will answer us in the day of our need. The Bible tells us in Psalm 34, um, they that look to God shall be radiant. And I want you to know today that God's hand is upon you. And as you look to God and as you pray to God, the radiance of God will just come upon you. The glory of God is upon is upon you. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter where you come, came from. I want you to know that God is with you. I didn't hear a good amen. Amen. Wherever you may be, whether online, in your homes, or whether you are here, the presence of God is omnipresent, but you know the visitation of God, the manifest presence of God is able to visit you and be here right now where you are in his awesome glory. God is just so amazing. Amen. And sometimes we look at ourselves and begins to intimidate ourselves, not other people intimidating you. You intimidate yourself. You look down on yourself and you think about yourself as nobody. And I want to show you a, an, a, a poetry uh, called Kintsugi. It's a Japanese uh, poetry. And there's this art of, in this poetry is, is actually an art of repairing broken poetry. You know, a poetry that is broken, you cannot do anything about it, right? It's broken. A glass that is broken is broken. Most of poetry is so hardly made, but once it's broken, it's broken. But Kintsugi is amazing. What they do is anything that is broken, what they do is that they put it together and they use gold paint or gold fillers, and it becomes so beautiful, um, um, you know, so beautiful to see. It becomes a beautiful vessel. A broken vessel becomes a beautiful vessel when they use gold paint or gold fillers and just fix it up. I want you to know that our God in heaven, our Father in heaven, He our Father who art in heaven. He is the greatest artist. He's the best craftsman. He's the best poetry maker. And he's able to fix up whatever that's in your life that is broken. And when he fixes it up, the beautiful part is this. He makes it more beautiful than it was before. Your broken pieces, the gold Jesus he is more precious than gold. And he comes and fixes you up. And that's the beauty of Jesus dying on the cross. He gave himself so that we can be saved. Not only saved, abundant life is given to us. All your broken pieces is put on him and his blood and his glory fix you up. And you look more beautiful, more better than you were before you know Jesus. If you are sick, you will be healed. If you are poor, let the poor say he's, he's well. Let the sick say I'm healed, am I right? Let the poor say I'm rich. Can you imagine? Can we say I'm rich? But because of him, he's our greatest provider. You know, sometimes, like I said, in the book of Psalm 139, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, um, uh, how, how marvelous are your works, Lord. I was fearfully and wonderfully made in verse 14 of Psalm 139. And that's how marvelous are your works, O oh Lord. You know, it's amazing that 
God looks at us and He sees us as a marvel of His creation. But we see ourselves not good enough. But God looks at you and you are a marvel because He made you marvelous. And I'm putting this to you because sometimes the enemy comes to you and tell you you're good for nothing. You can't, you amount to nothing. But I want to tell you by the Spirit of the living God that God sees you precious and valuable. God sees your life that would matter. You know when you pray, why does it matter? Because when you pray, when you call upon the Lord, you can change the atmosphere of this nation. That power of God is upon you. But we must believe. All things are possible to those who believe. So we must believe. Yeah, the other part of the scripture and Psalm 139 also says, you know, the day is fashioned for me. God has fashioned. God has fashioned, you know, your sadness, your depression, your times you went through a trauma. You know, Joyce Mayers, she said this publicly. She said that her early days of her life, her own father, sexually abused her, raped her. But you know, the thing is, she's so broken. A person that she looks up to for shelter, protection, has wrecked her life. But look at where she is today. Because God comes into the picture and changes everything. I do not know about you, whether you go through times when you feel so broken. But I want you to know, when God comes into your picture. And you say, God, do you know? Do you know all these things happen? The Bible says, the day is fashioned for me. Your sadness, your challenges, your trials were all there. And God knew it all. And God knew that you would overcome. God knew that you would be a winner. God says you're a winner. I want to declare to you today, you are a winner. You're not a loser. Amen. You say with your mouth, I am a winner. I want to hear that again. I am a winner. You see, your destiny lies in your mouth. What you say is what you get. If you believe with your heart, you declare with your mouth, and that's where you walk in. It's not your circumstances that make you. It's your trust in the Lord that makes you. And in the book of 1 Corinthians, the Bible tells us in verse 9, and from verse 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 27, 24 to 27, it tells us, do you not know that those who run in a race all run. But one receives the price. Run in such a way that you may be able to obtain it. And everyone who competes for the price is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. It's amazing, right? Here was Apostle Paul telling us that we need to run a race the people in the world run a race for a perishable crown. Sometimes we think, Lord, uh, what do you mean I need to run a race? Life is a race. God put us on this earth to see the best that would come out of us. God never gave us a bed of roses. I want to tell you this. Even if you come from a very wealthy family and everything is well with you, I want you to know that you still have challenges. When we were in Shilong, we were ministering in Shilong many years ago. Shilong, if you know, is very north of India. Uh, it's Mahalela area. And this lady, this uh, minister's house, he was actually the minister of the whole place. And this wife of this minister told me this. Everywhere she goes, she got bodyguards. She want to go shopping, she got bodyguards. She feels she's in a jail. 
She feels she's in a house arrest. She feels like telling him, stop following me. I want to just go and, and shop. I just want to do something. And all, but they're all following her. She said, you know, everybody admires us. But I want you to know that I feel like I'm caged up. See, sometimes we look at people in, 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 in a royal family, but we do not know the challenges they feel. I want you to know that you have Mradeka. You have freedom to do as you want because God is with you. The bodyguards, the angels of God are with you. Amen. I want to share with you something else. You know, running this race, uh, it reminds me of a time when I was a t- uh, teenage girl. I was in school. And I was in the sports. I don't look like a runner, but I was a runner. Okay? And you know, our sports was held in Stadium Merdeka. Stadium Merdeka. Because our school field was not big enough, so they have the sports there. I used to stay in Sintul Pasar Dalam, if you know where that is. That's one corner of, the, of, of KL City. And I used to walk and run early in the morning, because the sports starts, uh, we had to be there at 7.30 in the morning. And I would just run and walk all the way to Stadium Redeka myself. Get up at 6 o'clock. I mean, sorry, not get up. Leave the house at 6 o'clock and start running and walking. Running and walking. Trying to, you know, pump up myself so that I can run. And when I go there, I'm all ready for the, for the sports. There was another thing that happened in the sports that I want to share with you. I was also taking part in the hurdle relay. You know what's a hurdle relay? You run, you jump, you run, you jump. And the hurdles go higher and higher and higher. And I used to look at my competitors. My competitors were tall. They got long legs. I was pretty short and I was a bit skinny also. So I used to look at them. I'm not skinny now, but you know, I've grown more prosperous now. So I, I used to look at them and I tell them, oh God, not fair. They got long legs. They can take bigger strides and they can jump higher. You know, how about me, Lord? And I used to say that. Then I noticed them during the practices, they used to jump and their legs, because it's so long, huh? It hits onto the hurdle, and the hurdle drops, and they are they're affected. I say, ah, thank God I'm short. The Lord begins to touch my heart. It's not the size of your stature, not the color of your skin, not the place that you came from. It's what you have inside of you. I need to have that oomph inside of me so when I run, I can jump because the oomph inside me makes me jump. As it go higher, the oomph inside of me takes me higher and higher. And I jump without dropping any hurdles. And I want you to tell you this. No matter what hurdles you go in life, it's not your size, not your culture, not where you came from, but not the color of your skin, but what is inside of you. You got the Holy Spirit inside of you. You got God living inside of you. You got the spirit of wanting to win. And I want you to tell you this today. You are a winner, you're not a loser. And you will run and you will not grow weary. You will be, you have that strength inside of you. Amen. You can make it. And the Bible tells us again in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 in verse 20, uh, 26. Therefore, I run thus. Here's Apostle Paul saying. Not with uncertainty, lest I fight, for as one, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others. Can you imagine? Apostle Paul says, I myself should become disqualified. The guy who wrote a lot of epistles, the man who impacted the Christian world, is saying this. I need to run. I need to discipline. I need to be temperate in all things. Lest I become disqualified. Then you tell me, 
hey, I thought we are forever saved. Once saved, forever saved. I tell you what, the blood of Jesus saved you. But we have to keep on walking with God. Walk with Him. Walk with Him. Now, it's not just walking with God. God's, God wants to take up higher. You know, the Christian world has gone so quiet right now, you know. Uh, like, like quieting down with the, uh, with the pandemic that has happened. But I want you to know that this is a time we need to rise up with greater intensity. With greater intensity because we are in a war. And we're not going to be defeated. Who are we warring against? The powers of darkness that's roaring his ugly head against the church of God. But I want you to know, my friends, they are, will be defeated when we arise with faith in our hearts. Amen. We need to arise. And I want to share with you a visitation of the Lord that when I had when I was 16 years old. The Lord visited me in my dream and begins to show me um, the harvest field. And, he, and I saw golden harvest, very few workers. And the Lord began to speak into me. And the Lord spoke, I woke up with the voice of the Lord speaking. Pray for the, for the laborers. The laborers are few. And God wanted me to pray in the laborers because the harvest is ripe, it's ready. It's golden, it's ready. And then I had a good friend who I used to uh, link up with a lot. She's a very spiritual girl. And so I thought to myself, I will go and see her because she's very prophetic as well. I must go and see her. So I came to school and, and I wanted to talk to her. This is amazing, us school children. Huh? I, 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 I went to see her. I said, hey, I'm going to tell you something. She said, wait, I got the word of the Lord for you. School girls, okay? I was 16 years old, remember? From four. She, I got a word of the Lord for you. I want to tell you this. And she tells me my dream. And I tell her, what time was it? Because when I woke up, it was 11 in the night. She said, 11 in the night, the Lord gave her this dream and woke her up and told her to tell me that she saw me as one of the workers. This was so long ago. This was like 46 years ago. I'm turning 62 in, uh, in December. Can you imagine this was like 46 years ago, one generation has passed, and the Lord has said, the harvest field is ready, it's ripe. I want you to know, my friends, as John 9 verse 4 tells us, that Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me while it's yet day. The night is coming. There's coming a greater night than the night that you have just seen. As night is coming, when no man can work, there's coming a greater night. This is our season, our warning, our time to labor and not to be cocoon in your house. Me, myself, and my TV. Throw away your Netflix. You don't need it. We need to lift up our eyes and begin to see. Like John 4, the Bible tells, Jesus told in John 4 and verse 35 to 36, Jesus said the harvest is, the, is white for harvest is already. Lift up your eyes and look at it. My friends, it's a time and a season for now for the Lord to move. And I'm not saying we have a few great preachers. No, the body of Christ rise up with power, with glory, with such faith in God. That nothing will defeat us. Hallelujah. Psalm 1 to 1, verse 1 tells us, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? You know, we need to call on the Lord. 
In Psalm 34, the Bible says, this poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him. I want you to know when you cry out, God hears you. And they that look to God, your faces shall be radiant. Hallelujah. Don't look to the TV, your faces won't be radiant. Hallelujah. Luke 21 is talking about a time. And Jesus began to say about things that would come. The nations going in perplexity. The seas roaring. All the things that would happen. And Jesus said in verse 28, when you see all these things, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Look up. Don't look down. We need to lift up our eyes. You know, when we lift up our eyes to God, we know that God's help is there. Isaiah was chapter 40, the Bible tells us. Uh, it, it was a very famous scripture. Most of us know this. And Isaiah ch uh, chapter 40 in verse 29, he gives power to the weak. When you feel weak, God gives power to you. I want you to know that. Say, amen. Amen. God gives what? Power to you. Can you remember what Jesus said in the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8? When the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what happens to you? He gives you what? Power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But I want you to know something very powerful, my, my dear friends, that you are not just an ordinary person. You are an extraordinary person because you got an extraordinary God living inside of you. And I want to declare to you right now, with God all things are possible. The power of God is present in your life. Anything that the enemy brings up against you have to come down in the name of Jesus. Recently, um, I don't think so, Pastor Chu and did you know this, but recently in the month of May, I had actually a growth in, uh, in my colon area. I had all the symptoms, so I begin to see uh, one of the doctors that I actually called a colorectal surgeon that I know as well as another friend that I know. I went and saw another uh, doctor in Thramban, which is a friend of ours, and he told my husband, didn't tell me, your wife is very, very serious. She said, your wife has got tumor. And I, she needs to go and get this. Do a, col a col colonoscopy to, you know, to rule out cancer. And so this was told to me. And so I went for a, a checkup. You know, one of my friends sent me a... Because I, I began to talk to her. I began to ask her things about... Uh, what do you do in colonoscopy? Why do you do that? Ask a lot of questions that I didn't understand. And she began to explain. And she began to send me different types of colon, the ones, this disease, where I got polyps and tumor. How does it look like? What does a clean colon look like? And she sent me a, a, a picture of a very clean colon. After you do all the cleansing and then you're going to go to colonoscopy. Yeah, that clean colon, she showed me a picture. When I looked at that picture, I said to myself, that's mine. Inisaya punya. That is my one. That that colon is mine. I refuse to accept anything else in the name of Jesus. That's mine. I held on to it and said, "That's mine. That's mine." And I and I begin to see a healing that begin to take place. But when I went for the colonoscopy, do you know when it's over the ultimate? Your colon is so good. It's so clean. You got a good colon. Hallelujah. Our God is a miracle-working God. I want you to know that your, your miracle is in your mouth also. You got to declare it. You got to speak it. You got to receive it. Amen. 
You're saying, if God is healing me, why should I open my mouth? You have to open your mouth. Because you believe. Because you believe. And on the Bible tells us in Isaiah 40, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall fail and be weary. Young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, the Bible says, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings. Can you all read it? They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be. They shall walk and not. I just feel at this moment like seeing the song of Josh Coburn. You know, the song is very interesting. Although he's a secular right singer, but I think the words of the song were so amazing. One of the words of the song is that God puts you on his shoulder. He puts you on high places. It reminds me of Peter on stormy seas. He walks on stormy seas. He's risen up to stand on high places. I want to declare to you today that all the stormy seas that you go through, God makes you walk on them. He raises you up and makes you stand on mountains. Like how Peter stood on the Mount of Transfiguration and saw the glory of God that many people did not see. And I want you to know that God is in God's heart to raise you up. Okay, I'm going to try to sing this one. Help me. <laughs> and I am down, and oh, my soul so weary. Troubles come, my heart burden be. Then I am still, stay here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. I'll sing that again. When I am down and oh my soul so weary, troubles come, my heart burden be. And I am still, stay here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. You raise me up and I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulder. You raise me up for more than I can see. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulder. You raise me up to more than I can be. Wanna sing with me? You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulder. You raise me up to more than I can be. You raise me up to more than I can be. God wants to raise you up. 
to more than you can ever be. And I want to declare to you right now, amen, give God a hand clap. Thank you, Jesus. I want to declare to you right now that God has something more. Say, God has something more. God has something more in my life. Amen. He has got something more. Because as you wait on the Lord, as you begin to receive from the Lord, you will mount up with wings as eagles. You know, the Bible tells us also that, you know, uh, God is going to cause us to stand right, stand on, like in hindsight. I, I remember this, that uh, David sang in a time that he was going through. He says, Lord, that you will you'll cause my feet to walk on, in, on my high places. Habakkuk chapter 3, the Bible also says the same thing. The Bible tells us that God will make us to walk upon my high places. Like hind's feet. Hind is basically a female deer. Alright? In some translations, they don't put the hind. It's a female deer. The exact uh, word you see in Hebrew, uh, yeah, uh, it, it actually tells us it's a female, it's a female uh, word. I mean... Um, Feminine word. And so it's like a door, uh, it's, it's a female deer. And it makes you stand on high places with them. I do not know why female are. Uh, maybe like Pastor Lichu, uh, they're so anointed in prayer. So they really go right up. And, and there's something that women can see a man cannot see. You know what I mean? God begins to open your eyes. I want to share with you something else. God is also going to give you a vision. As you begin to stand on high places with God, and as He begins to open your eyes and begins to see Things other people cannot see. The Bible hotel tells us, Habakkuk, and chapter 2, the Bible tells us, I will stand my watch. I will set myself on a rampart and wait to see what God will speak to me. And he says, and the Lord answered this, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. You know, God begins to give us a vision and he wants it to be written plainly on tablets. Why? The vision is yet for an appointed time. That he uh, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. The next one says us that why is it why we have to do it? Well, because the vision is yet for an appointed time. At the end, it will speak. I want to declare to you, your vision will speak to you. As you speak to your vision, your vision will speak to you. Your vision that God speaks, speaks to you will not lie. Many of us are so discouraged about what's happening in our nation, but wanting to know the word of the Lord to you will not die will not lie. As we begin to declare the vision, while it tarries, wait, 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 it will surely come to pass. I want to say this to you right now in the name of Jesus, wherever you may be. Maybe you have broken dreams. Maybe you have gone through things, a crisis, and nobody knows, only you know. But I want to declare to you right now in the name of Jesus that when you begin to receive from the Lord that vision, that vision, that dream, that broken dream, God's going to make it beautiful. Like that broken poetry, he's going to make a beautiful poetry over your life. If you're going through a time where you're praying and believing God for a miracle, you're praying and asking God, God, would you please come true for me? I've got no hope. I don't see any hope in my case. Lord, the doctors have said no hope. I see my, my, my children going away. I see my family like this. Lord, my life is a mess. You know, there are many people whose lives are in a mess. They come, to, they come among people and they pretend all is with They wear masks. Actually, they're going through a lot in their life. But I want to declare to you, the enemy is a liar. What God spoke over your life will come to pass in the name of Jesus. If you are going through a challenge in your life, I want you to stand on your feet. I think every one of us go through challenge. Even we all go, whether great or small.
we are right now facing a challenge in our nation as well. Could we all stand on our feet right now? Lift up our holy hands to God. If you are watching from your home, stand on your feet and begin to lift up the holy. You ask me, why should I stand? Because the place that you stand is holy ground. Because that's a place where God's going to visit you. You stand because you believe. You stand lifting up holy hands to God. You stand because you're making a declaration and the powers of darkness will have to live in the name of Jesus. You declare because... The voice of God is in your mouth. And when you speak the voice of God, then the dry bones, the dry bones will become alive again. God spoke to Ezekiel, speak to the bones that are dead. They're dead. There's no hope in them. But speak, speak to it. And I'm speaking to your life right now under the authority of the name of Jesus. And I'm speaking to every dry bones in your life. Everything that's dead, the enemy has come to invade in your life. They're broken right now. They got no, no right to stay in your lives. In the name of Jesus, we speak life. We speak life. Let life come upon us right now. Take your broken dreams. Take everything to the Lord. Lay down before the Lord right now, knowing, knowing, knowing that in your heart of hearts, there's good. You are made to victory. You are an overcomer. And the book of Revelations, though, the declaration of the Lord is that we are overcomers. We overcame with every trial, with every hurdle that I have the job. I have to overcome. I have to overcome every hurdle of life that you go through. You will have to overcome. You're made to be an overcomer. God sees a destiny in you. God sees you a winner. God sees you overcomer. God sees you rising up. There's no such thing as no hope. In God, all things are possible. And as the, as the worship team comes up, and they begin to sing that song, Lord, I offer my life. I want you to just lift up your hands to God. And I want to declare to you right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you are a winner. In the name of Jesus, every foul, wicked demon spirit that tries to trespass into your family, they got no right right now. God has made you wholesome. God has made you well. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with your children. It shall be well with your home. The enemy has got no foothold on your life. Thank you, Father. Every broken hedges is repaired right now. The mighty angels of God are with you. The power of the angels are around you. The host of angels encamp around those that love God. When they encamp, they encamp with the glory of God. I thank you for the glory of God that comes comes right now, Lord, to every life. And the gold filter from heaven, Lord, let it fall, God. That golden paint, the golden filter, the gold from heaven, Lord, that you have sent your mighty glory, God, to fill our lives right now. I give you thanks, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, the Lord reminded me when I was Johannesburg with my husband when we were ministering there. Johannesburg, South Africa. We were taken to this place where there were furnaces of gold, where gold was put into different kinds of furnaces. From the normal gold that comes from the earth to the gold that goes through different types of furnaces. And when it comes out, is very soft, pure gold. It's like when you look at the gold, you can see the reflection of your face. But the gold has to be tried through many furnaces. I want to declare to you right now, though you see that your life is going through fire and trials and furnaces, may the Lord cause you to know that He's refining you and making you well and 
pure so his face can shine upon you they that look to God their faces shall be radiant and I want to declare to you the radiance of God will come even though you go through the furnaces the trials the difficulties of life God has got something better for you God has got the great things in store for you you are a miracle worker you say God you are a miracle worker but God's telling you my miracle works from your hands and from your faith and from your heart you will be a representative of me on this earth and you will work my miracles you will do the things that I have in store for you God is speaking to your life right now in the name of Jesus rise up from where you are and go to the destiny God has for you don't be inside that mud where you are rise up and walk see the glory of God God has got great things in store God is speaking to you even if you're at home God is speaking to you right now. rise up from where you are there is a greater thing in store for you I give you thanks Lord. thank you father that you have spoken thank you Lord that you have spoken that you will take us up higher you'll do great things you'll put us on your shoulder God you will set us on high places with you and God I thank you Lord no matter what stormy seas we walk through no matter what furnaces we go through we become better become more glorious and we will be your instrument God sharpened by your glory in the name of Jesus and all God's people say Amen, Amen.